does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org is their very important website. More high school football to come this week when we get through sectionals, the opening night of sectionals around our state. Right now, though, you want to hear the scores, and I know why, because it's an exciting night around our state. The heavy artillery is here. He is the star of our show, the Secretary of Scores. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. All right, Coach, I appreciate you. 21 shutouts. That is the story of sectional Friday so far. But on top of that, there might be a tie for game of the night. Starting in sectional 26, that's class 3A. West Noble upsets Mishawaka Marion 46-43 from up around the 5-7-4. Marion goes down. That's a massive final from up north in the state. But at the same time, from what we saw tonight from sectional 21, Brebuff Jesuit gets the job done against Northview, 55-50. to 50. Coach, there's 105 points combined in that game. Brebuff gets the win. What a ball game. And Brebuff's moving on elsewhere in that sectional. Crispus Attucks fell by only a field goal to Lebanon. Lebanon held on 35-32. That's another instant classic. Two spectacular ball games in sectional 21 then beyond that in sectional 21 the other two games were both shutouts ron collie whitewash short ridge 42 nothing and mooresville blanked washington 55 to nothing so sectional 21 no doubt about it a barn burner as we said there were 21 shutouts tonight here's three more marion 63 frankfurt nothing east noble got the 43 nothing shutout of new haven and leo they blank fort wayne south 42 to nothing elsewhere in sectional 19 fort wayne dwanger 21 fort wayne wayne 10 dekalb held on against angola beating them 28 to 21 let's go up top to class 4a this is sectional 17 new prairie blasts hobart 49 14 it was kankakee valley over gary west 37 22 highland 56 east chicago central 6 and culver academy in a tight one beat lowell 17 to 7 this is sectional 18 south bend washington 43 Plymouth 28 it was Northwood topping South Bend St. Joseph 52-10 Wawasee gets past South Bend Riley 35-26 and Northridge has no problem with Logansport that's a 39-3 final. Let's hit some Class 1A scores. This also might be right up there for Game of the Night. Sectional 38, Eastern Hancock edging LaPel 45-43. Ritter had no problem with Union County 42-14. Heritage Christian shutout Shenandoah 35-0 and Winchester by a pair against Northeastern 14-12. This is Sectional 39, Triton Central blast Clarksville 41-6. Brownstown Central 56, Cecina 27. It was Switzerland County by a touchdown against Brown County 28-21 and a 20-piece for Eastern Pekin against Crystal House Manual 49-29. Sectional 40, North Posey 55, Perry Central 8, Evansville Modern Day defeats Tell City by a field goal 30-27, Forest Park a 50-burger on Mitchell 57-7 and Paoli 
They blast Crawford County 48-14. Time for one more full sectional. It was South Newton 64, Bowman Academy 6. North Judson beat Pioneer 40-14. Triton, most points of the night here, 71-6. Triton puts up 71 on North Newton, 71-6 the final. Culver 40 and South Central Union Mills 15. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Pacers, who tonight get a preseason victory, 109-104 over the Cleveland Cavaliers. That ends the preseason for Indiana. They'll cap it off at a record of 2-2. Two and two. Buddy Heald led the way with 20 points. Obi Toppin had 17. Tyrese Halliburton with 14. The regular season opener coming up on the 25th of October. That's five days from now against the Washington Wizards. Tomorrow's college football slate at the Division I level. It'll be Rutgers visiting Indiana at noon and at 3.30 Central Michigan takes on Ball State. Major League Baseball, Jose Altuve, game-winning homer in the ninth, leads the Astros to a 5-4 win over the Rangers, and the Phillies are on top of the Diamondbacks in the eighth, 5-3. I'm Brendan King. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King, great job tonight. Great job. Right back at you, Coach. All right, so uh, the story of the night has been shutouts. Yeah. Uh, has been. But we've also had some offensive explosions. It's you, what I think you would expect uh, on a section of the night where the weather doesn't seem to be a factor. Uh, negatively or positively, uh, but it's just one of those nights where there's some really, really interesting games all around the state. Yes, yeah, sure. I mean, I think the conversation you had with Matt Florian was really telling. I mean, Matt, first of all, he is a proud member of the South Bend Cubs production staff, so him and I work together on a daily basis. No in the way. Summer. I, I yeah. did not know this. Yeah, no. That? No, Matt's a good guy, but I'll tell you what, that's a major win over Andrana. Of course, we know the pedigree that Andrana has built over the last sure. number of years, especially with that defense that was led by Drake Bowen, of course, great linebacker uh, at Notre Dame. But yeah, like you said, I mean, you see these scores, Triton putting up 71, South Newton put up 64, John Glenn, they put up 63. Um, And then you're seeing these barn burners, Coach. I mean, that rebuff Jesuit game, 55-50 over Northview. I mean, these are some instant classics. Mm. Yeah, and and you know what? It's... um... And you tend to think in, in big games, my reference is, you know, most often basketball. Um, and you think big games, championship level type games uh, are, are, are tend to go to those who can defend. Um, because you 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 know you're not a risk taker uh, on offense <laughs> when when the stakes are this high you're a little more tentative you're a little more thoughtful and deliberate in what you're doing certainly not the case in the games that you mentioned no not at all I mean these are absolute you know offensive onslaughts by both clubs you know at the same time when you look at Burbuff when you look at Northview but uh, you know, you see these shutout wins. Marion Blank, Frankfurt, 63 nothing. Leo on top of Fort Wayne South, 42 nothing. So, yeah, there is really, I guess, no rhyme or reason so far tonight to the high scoring. It's either seemingly one-sided or it's super close. There's really no in-between. Although you have had some defensive battles. I mean, a great one between Culver Academy and Lowell. Culver holds on 17-7. So, yeah, like you said, there has not been a ton of rhyme or reason, mm-hmm. or at least on one side or another. But, hey, sectional Friday, you're going to see some pretty wild things at this time of year. 
Yeah, you are. And I think, uh, again, Paul Condry, who will join us here in just a few minutes. Okay, Paul Condry is here. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network. I was getting ready to intro you. Uh, I'll, I'll save your normal intro. But I'm, I'm, Brendan King and I are talking about sectionals. We've had you know lots of shutouts. We've had uh, some really high-scoring games. And I always like to reference you as being the guy that says winning a sectional in Indiana high school sports is one of the hardest championships to, uh, to win because of all the things that are involved weather, travel, on and on and on. And you're seeing some really interesting games around the state. I know we're going to talk about it tomorrow night, but I already know that there's a lot going on around the state in, in, in terms of these games, Paul, and some discrepancies in scores. And it's just another uh, opening round of the sectionals in our state. Yeah, I think that's the exciting thing about this tournament. And that's the reason uh, those sectional championship patches that those boys will put on their jackets are ones that they'll re- uh, that they will think about forever, because it does take three weeks. You've got a wide variety of weather scenarios, grades uh, coming out. Uh, that's always a big factor with kids getting ineligible or being eligible, whatever the case may be. We also have a significant weather change from the end of October to November in those kind of situations. So it's a big factor. It's the only sport in all of the IHSA. It takes three weeks to win the sectional championship. And uh, I think it's neat. Uh, That's what makes 1A through 4A pretty special. And honestly, I believe it's taken a little bit of the luster off 5A and 6A because it only takes two weeks to win it now, whereas before it used to be three weeks like it is for this for the uh, the three the four smaller classes and so that's the case in other scenario and I haven't done the math but I got to be honest I can't remember the last time that Andrin Lowell and Hobart all lost and the mm. on the first round of the playoffs like they did tonight that's a big that's big news I got to go back in, into the history books and look on that one because that's rare air New Prairie taking the bricks out to the woodshed tonight. Uh, at Amsey Miller Field, it was uh, the the field was not in very good playing condition, but I'll give New Prairie all the credit in the world. They punched the bricks in the face, and the bricks did not respond uh, like they should have, and probably their coaches would have liked them to. As uh, New Prairie racks up 463 mm. yards of offense compared to the Brickies, 32. I'll give you this one. New Prairie averaged 11 yards every time they carried the football. And that Horace Hobart defense uh, struggled tonight keeping uh, New Prairie in check. New Prairie is, uh, is hey, going to find itself hey, in, a, in a very favorable position moving forward. Paul, hang on through the scoreboard update, okay? What do? Thank you. Our Bex Hybrid Player of the uh, Player with Heart brought to you. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Let's talk some class two ways, starting with sectional 33, where Bremen knocked off Hammond Knoll 42-7. LaVille, we talked about this one earlier, by a pair against Andrean 25-23. What a win for LaVille and Whiting Blank Lake Station 42-0. 
To sectional 35, where Eastside took care of Wabash in big fashion, 48-7. Fort Wayne Lures, a win over Churubusco, 41-30. Central Noble, two touchdowns to get it done in shutout fashion against Prairie Heights, 14-0. 40-piece for Manchester over Whitco, 49-19. Now to sectional 36, where Tipton blanked Blackford, 35-0. Also a shutout win, Eastern Greentown, a 55-piece on Elwood, 55-zip. Eastbrook only surrenders a field goal to Frankton. They win it 28-3, and Bluffton defeats Alexandria 26-14. Great final between Greencastle and North Putnam. Greencastle by a penny in sectional 37, 30-29. Linton Stockton all over North Knox tonight, 48 to 14. Cascade, 21 point win on South Vermilion, 41 to 20. And Southmont defeated Sullivan 32 21. Sectional 38, Eastern Hancock edging Lapel by 2, 45 43. Ritter crushes Union County 42 14. It was Heritage Christian shutting out Shenandoah 35 0. And Winchester beat Northeastern 14 12. Alec Thomas, two run homer for the Diamondbacks. Tie game in the desert. 5 5 Diamondbacks fills. That was off Craig Kimbrell. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Just ahead of uh, discussion with about Evansville Memorial's win over Evansville Central. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network rejoins us, the publisher of the Indiana Football Digest, member of the Indiana Football Hall of Fame and the Indiana Broadcast Sports Writers and Sports Cashers Hall of Fame. Tonight he has the call of New Prairie's 49-14 win over Hobart. And, Paul, as you pointed out, uh, Bricks just got smacked in the uh, mouth and didn't respond, it seems like. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, Coach. Make no mistake about it. I think that offensively, this is a Hobart team that, I mean, you, you rack up 326 yards of offense, you should win the football game. But that wasn't the case. Is uh, Hobart had a couple golden opportunities early on in the football game and failed to score in the red zone. A couple of mistakes. And, uh, you know, it was just a situation. They ended up with 14 first downs. Newbury had 14 first downs. But the reality is this is a game that the stats – are totally out the window other than the fact that New Prairie averaged 11 yards every time they rushed the football. And a lot of credit goes to that offensive line, uh, New Prairie. Uh, Kristen Johnson at center, uh, Marshall Hobbs, uh, Henry Lutzowski, along with uh, Jonathan Kosinski and James Sutter. Those guys up front uh, really uh, dominated the line of scrimmage, and that's the reason uh, New Prairie is moving on to the second round, and they'll travel down to Fred Jones Field to take on uh, the Kankakee Valors, Kankakee Valley Cougars with a K in, uh, in round two. But, hey, Coach, while I got you on the horn, I want to send out a hearty congratulations to my good friend Reed May at Brownstown Central because he won his 300th career win today, and mm-hmm. he puts him in rare air. Only 12 coaches in the Hoosier State have ever won 300 games so congratulations go out to Reed May. Reed May, one of only three coaches in all and in my entire career with our Indiana Football Digest that's still at the same spot. So my trivia question for you, Coach, who are the other two coaches that are still in this, at the same school when we started the Indiana Football Digest 31 years ago? Do you know who they are? 
No, no, and I don't want to embarrass myself by trying. <laughs> How's that? Well, let, me, let, let me throw you the easy one out. The legendary Bud Wright was at Sheridan. Right. And Jeff Adamson at Eastbrook. So congratulations goes out to yeah. uh, those yeah. guys, as well as congratulations goes out to Brownstown Central Reed May, one of the great gentlemen of all. And he's never had a losing season his entire career at Brownstown. So congratulations to Reed on win number 300 a big big win for them that's well said paul condry paul will join me tomorrow night recapping tonight's action looking ahead to round two in the semifinals of the uh, sectionals paul thanks for the call be safe we'll talk to you tomorrow night thanks coach great to be with you Thanks so much. Mike Scavara joins me with Coach John Hurley from Evansville Memorial. Memorial Beach Central tonight, 38-8. to eight. Uh, Mike, John, yes. thank you for joining me. Congratulations, John, on the win. Mike, go ahead. Well, uh, the uh, Tigers score and all of their possessions in the first half, plus a defensive score, and go up 38 to nothing. have a running clock, and Central scores on the last play of the game. But uh, – the uh, Evansville uh, Memorial Tigers uh, uh, win in advance uh, to take on Jasper at Jasper next week. Coach Hurley will give you all the particulars. <laughs> hey, John, thank, thanks yeah. so much for the call. Congratulations, John. Thank you very much. You know, uh, we lost our quarterback after our uh, fourth game of the year. We went uh, 6-0, and then we've kind of been searching – we may have found one the last two weeks. You know, last week against Central, we showed a little life. And Luke Elsperman, which is his brother, Caleb, was our quarterback that we kind of moved to receiver. Nice job for us. I think he was 12 for 15 and three touchdowns and ran for one. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. What resilient group you have to, to lose your leader, you know, midway through. That, that's Obviously, that's hard to bounce back from, but your kids seem to have figured out ways to do it. Yeah, defensively have been really strong and uh, – Alex Brochiers, I, I don't know where he is in the state, but he's he's been really special for us. And tonight we got a little bit of a boost because, you know, uh, Fisher came back and was able to, you know, work out with us today at the game. And then we anticipate him making a, making a return here shortly. Well, you know what? It's one of those nights where, you know, everything you did – as you mentioned, your defense, like on a night like tonight, really stiffened up against a pretty quick and explosive central team. Well, they can be. I tell you what, Coach Johnson and the defensive guys have done a great job all year, kept us in a lot of ball games. But, uh, you know, hats off to those guys to get prepared. And I know Central Central's going through a tough time, but, you know, those kids compete. And uh, Coach Artis has done a pretty good job keeping them going. But I was glad about it, the way our kids approached it, very businesslike, and um, not many penalties. And that, that's a big improvement for us. <laughs> well, as you mentioned, you know, you're going to be playing Jasper next week, and um, it's you know you guys know a lot about one another. It should be an interesting matchup. Well, I, don't, I think we've played Jasper the first game of the year for about the last 20 years. 
since 97. Mike, you got to speak up when you say those things now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's chirping at me over here. But, uh, you know, Tony does a great job, and I know we, we got him this year to, at the first of the year, and it was kind of uncharacteristic. They had a lot of penalties and mistakes. I know they got things rolling. They had a nice ball game tonight against Bossy. Bossy's a crazy explosive football team. So uh, going up there, that'll be that'll be a great atmosphere. It'll be a nice challenge for us. John, I'm curious too as to uh, who else played well for you tonight besides your, you know your quarterback. Who else stepped up, especially on that defensive side of the ball, and made big plays for you tonight? Well, brochures for sure. And I tell you what, JJ Lowry's done a nice job for us all year. He's a kid that's probably a little undersized, just a sophomore. But he makes big plays every week. And uh, I tell you what, uh, we had a senior defensive lineman that did a nice job tonight. And he's been working at it here the last week. DeMarvion Vaughn did a nice job. All right. John Hurley, Mike Scavara, thanks for the call. John, congratulations again, and good luck next week. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Bob. You're welcome. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Uh Culver Academy, 17-7 winners over Lowell tonight. Andy Dorrell calls me. Andy, congratulations on the on, congratulations on the win, and thanks so much for the call. Oh, Bob, we don't get to talk enough. And uh, no, out of our guys tonight that uh, stepped up and uh, played a very physical football game, competed well, executed just enough to uh, get Lowell at their place. Never easy to play there. No, it's called the Inferno for a reason, quite quite frankly, and it's it is hard to win there. Yeah, when you know you get their crowd going, and um, our kids uh, scored first out of the gate in the first quarter. Took the opening drive down and scored, missed the extra point, um, and then uh, Lowell took the lead with a minute to go in the second quarter, um, and then uh, kicked their extra point. They were up seven six, and then we went down the field in three plays and scored and went for two and got it to have a 14-7 lead at half. So uh, a lot of dramatic uh, drama in that last minute of uh, the second quarter, and then it just was a fist fight the rest of the way out, and we were able to get a field goal uh, to earn that 17-7 win. You got uh, you got time to hang on through this sure. scoreboard update because I want to I yeah. talk more about this game. And if you do, we'll be glad to. Andy Dora will stay with us. We'll talk more about uh, Culver Academy's 17-7 win over Lowell. We'll also uh, come back. we got more football to talk about. Uh, week one of the sectionals. Uh, we encourage you to join us tomorrow night for our Saturday edition of Indiana Sports Talk. We're talking a lot of college football tomorrow. Some really, really good games uh, on tap. So, uh, stay with us. Scoreboard update coming up with Brendan King in case we don't have a score, which I'm not sure is possible. But uh, you can text him, excuse me, you can tweet him at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST. More high school football coming up on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We round out sectional Friday. Let's keep going with some Class A scores. Beginning in sectional 42, where appropriately Park Tudor defeated Fountain Central 42-6. Clinton Prairie was just off that 42 pace. They take care of Covington 41-6. Same score as North Vermilion tops Attica 41-6 as well. Sectional 43, let's see here. Kind of the same thing. Carroll Flora, just short of that number. They beat Tri-County 42-8. Caston defeated North White 34-28. West Central blasted Taylor 52-27. And Tri-Central gets by Frontier by 6, 41-35. To sectional 44, a 50-burger for Madison Grant. 50-zip against Northfield. North Miami 27, Southern Wells 6 tonight. Adams Central only lets up 6. How about this against South Adams, 42-6. That's a massive battle in just a sectional game. That could be appropriate for even a semi-state type contest. Adams Central and South Adams, of course, they're together in the sectional, but just those levels of teams, Adams Central picks up the 42-6 win. Southwood, 38. Fremont, 14 tonight. In sectional 45, it was Monroe Central, 64. Union City, 34. Boy, that's a lot of points. Sheridan blanked Hagerstown, 41-0. Big League ball, top nine, Alec Thomas's go-ahead homer in the eighth. Put the Diamondbacks ahead of the Phillies, 6-5. Two outs in the ninth. D-backs looking to close out the win. Philadelphia does lead that series at the moment, 2-1. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. We were talking with Andy Dorrell, the head coach at Culver Academies. They beat Lowell 17-7 tonight. All right, so it's close at halftime, and it's, uh, as you say, a slugfest in the second half. But you know what? Listen, you you gotta you got to hold. you you got to move the sticks. you you got to keep them from getting a big play, and your kids stepped up and did that tonight, Andy. Yeah, I was really proud of uh, how our offensive line were able to move the ball with uh, Tay Rodriguez tonight and uh, get pick up some critical first downs. Uh, Michael McColgan threw the ball well to uh, Aiden Cartmel, Foster Stockton, Trey Schumacher. So it was really a great team win tonight. But then, of course, our defense was really the story of the night. Uh, really stifled the uh, low run game, and, and uh, we picked their picked their quarterback off twice for two big interceptions and. Just uh, fantastic to see these kids rally and do a tough season and uh, have some success. It's been a tough, a tough season, but you know what? You, you've been resilient. Uh, I think it's, you know, the character of you, your staff, and your kids, and it's a, you know, testament to, to what you all put into it. Uh, thank you. You know, we don't play for a conference championship. We just uh, try to improve every week and. And uh, just uh, grateful that our kids kept believing and, and uh, buying into what we're what we're preaching, and and uh, tonight it all came to fruition, and I'm uh, proud of them. Well, you should be. I mean, you absolutely <laughs> should be. So, yeah. who's who comes up next for you? Uh, we move, we return home, so uh, we get get Highland Trojans at home next next uh, next Friday night. So, looking forward to uh, getting back to Oliver Field and uh, taking care of. Uh, one to know one more week. That's all we're looking for. Just be one to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Andy Doral, Culver Academies. They uh, have a big, solid win tonight over Lowell, 17-7. Andy, thank you. Good luck next week. I appreciate the call. You, you-
you as well. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for all you do. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Justin Soakland joins me from WBIW. Wow. Um, Bedford North Lawrence, 27-6 winners over Evans O'Harrison tonight. Justin, thanks for the call. Hey, Bob. How are you doing? Great now that you called me. This is fantastic <laughs> to hear from you. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Bob, reason I called, BNL won a road game in Evansville for the first time in program history. Uh, seriously? And <laughs> oh, very seriously. <laughs> wow. And uh, did it in fantastic fashion. They they only ran eight plays in the first half. Uh, Harrison wow. dominated the ball for 20 minutes, and the score was 7-6 at halftime. But BNL scored three times in the second half and pulled away. And now they'll face Evansville Wrights next week, a big home game in, in sectional semifinal. So uh, the monkey, actually the gorilla off the back, uh, that's kind of hard to believe they haven't won a game in Evansville. I mean, seriously. Well, it, there, was, there wasn't a big sample size. I mean, it, uh, I think 16 times that they had been in Evansville okay. uh, over the course of you know several years. But it, it's right. always been a tough place to win no matter who you play down there because you're historically playing some good teams from Evansville, Memorial and Rice and whoever. And uh, Harrison only had one win this year, but they have a – outstanding quarterback in Deshaunay Brown who really gave BNL fits for a while. But they, they pulled it out, and like I said, now they've got a chance to uh, see how good they really are. The Stars are 7-3, and three, but they play rights next week. Well, yeah, they'll find out quickly. Let's talk about this game, though. Defensively, that's a pretty sterling out, uh, outing for uh, BNL tonight. Yeah, they did a good job on defense. They, they uh, forced uh, some fourth down uh, turnovers on downs. Uh, they blocked a punt, which set up their first score. And, and and kept them out of the end zone except for the last play of the first half. So their their defense did a very good job. And then their senior quarterback Memphis Loudon uh, ran for two scores, and they got a junior running back named Cal Gates. Uh, he caught a touchdown pass and uh, also ran for another. Wow! Big win tonight, though. B and L twenty-seven six winners over Evansville Harrison. Uh, Justin Soakland. Thanks for the call. Call me during basketball. Let's catch up. Talk about some uh, some hoops down in BNL. Girls team well, coming in number one. Everybody's excited as they should be. Well, girls basketball is the talk of the town in Bedford. You know that. I know that. I'm counting on you to call me and keep me informed. Okay. I will definitely do that. All right. Thank you so much, Justin Soakland from WBIW. B&L, 27-6 winners over Evans O'Harrison. From WITZ and Jasper, Chris Norton joins us. Jasper, 41-24 win, winners over Evans O'Bossy. Chris, thanks for the call. Good win for the Wildcats tonight. Absolutely appreciate the time. And believe it or not, the first time that the Wildcats won a first-round game since 2018. Uh, so Evans O'Bossy on the other side, High-power offense, it's exactly what we saw early on. You know, Paul Condry was talking earlier on about getting punched right, in the mouth. Right. How you respond? Well, it was an Elijah Wagner to Tijon Tomlinson, 85-yarder, third and 12, and, you know, Jasper was trying to force the three and out. Anyway, Jasper would respond with a touchdown. They'd respond with a few more as well. Uh, had a halftime lead, 25-12, to 12, had one wiped off the board due to penalty at the end. And then, true to form, like the week four contest, pair of SIAC teams, Bossy comes storming back. Elijah Wagner, touchdown runs of 81 and 30 yards, nearly had it to a one-score game, but Jasper choked the life out of the game. A long touchdown drive for Carter Holsworth's third. That's how you get the 41-24 score line tonight. The first time they played 90 points, so not that crazy tonight, uh, but still back and forth in a long game. 
All right, who's up next for them? It'll be Evansville Memorial. So always a treat oh. when those two get together, and that'll be at okay. Jerry Brewer Alumni Stadium in Jasper. Uh, so kind of the reverse of last year, where you start the season at home for Jasper against right. Evansville Memorial, get knocked out of right. the playoffs there. Now you lose it. Their place to begin the year got them at home. So hopefully true to form, uh, that results in a Jasper win. We'll have to see. Well, they certainly know a lot about one another. Uh, and I think that makes it for, for – I mean, it's already going to be a great game, obviously, but that makes it so much more interesting because they've already played. You talked about the history, uh, and they they have played each other for a long time. Uh, I'm not – I mean, it has to be a rivalry game because they play each other so much in postseason play. It is, and it's not just football, too. I mean, you run into each other with strong soccer programs, boys and girls. You play each other in basketball so often, and there really are no secrets between those football teams. The only thing right now is that we heard from Coach Hurley, it it sounds like uh, Fisher is coming back to play quarterback. We don't know. Jasper is going to see and and take the week and and kind of test things out. But that, that would be the only thing, really, you can keep from one another at this point. They're so familiar, and they know what each other are good at. They know where there are opportunities. It's going to be one of those games, I can tell you right now, it's going to come down to penalties and turnovers. Tonight, the Cats were ahead. In the turnover category, penalties, not so much. Rough night in that category. Chris Norton from WITZ. Chris, it's always great to catch up with you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Coach. Thanks very much. Chris Norton from WITZ. Chris, uh, worked uh, our studio producer on, on Indiana Sports Talk. It's always gratifying uh, when guys who have spent time with us on the show uh, take the time to call. Uh, means more than they can understand. So, busy night of football. We still have time to talk about it. Brendan King, what a great night. You have just been spectacular on this first round. You really have. You've been better, Coach. I'm only as good as my host. <sighs> You know what? I just, I mean, you know, I said this earlier tonight. My job is to go from Brendan King to Brendan King. That's, no. That's, that's, that is what they pay me the enormous money for. Well, <laughs> and, I'm and not going to comment I'm, on I'm your good, contract. I'm, I'm not going to comment on your contract, but you do spend a lot of time in Florida. So, uh, You know what? As, as a matter of fact, I, I am actually supposed, as you know, I know, I'm supposed to be there right now. I know. And, uh, um, but so, um, you know, some things beyond our control, but we are going to head out Sunday morning. And Good. so, um, yeah, and this is one of those, I don't normally do it this way, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go down Sunday and fly back next Saturday if we don't get hung up, uh, you know, with airline stuff. So I'm, I won't miss any, I, you know, I, normally I do a sh- I'll do the show from down there, my uh, daughter and son-in-law's house and plenty of room in the house i can do the show nobody knows i'm even in the house so it's <laughs> do the show so, poolside who cares yeah, who cares I'll, about I'll that poolside but, but i'll be no i'll be back here yeah i'll be back uh in franklin doing it next weekend so that's coming up all right we'll come back with brendan king and a scoreboard update on indiana sports talk
I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk, our final sectional to cover of the night. And it's been a great night of sectional Friday, and appropriately so on a night where there's 21 shutouts throughout the state. Here's two more from sectional 46. Try whitewashing Knightstown 35-0 and a 46-0 blanking of Cambridge City Lincoln at the hands of Milan. Elsewhere in that sectional 46, North Decatur only gave up a field goal. They blasted South Decatur in some rivalry action, 41-3. And again, we'll move on to next week where Class 5A and 6A had the bye here this week, and you get in the full-go tournament action a week from now. It's been a lot of fun. All right, let's cap off the night with what else is happening around the sports world. It was the Pacers getting a win in their final preseason matchup over the Cavaliers, 109-104 the final. Indiana finished the preseason with a record of two and two buddy healed led the way with 20 points he was six of eight by the way on three pointers and all six of his buckets were from beyond the arc pacers have their first regular season game on the 25th that's five days from now against the wizards at cambridge Fieldhouse. the indiana hoosiers go against the rutgers scarlet knights tomorrow afternoon that is a noon start 3 30 in muncie ball state hosting central michigan pretty wild finish on a day of great major league playoffs baseball. First of all, the Astros came back to beat the Rangers, a ninth inning homer for Jose Altuve. Houston leads that series 3-2, to two, and the Diamondbacks, a homer by Alec Thomas, former home run derby champion South Bend. D-backs beat the Phils 6-5, series tied 2-2. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I want to remind everyone, our player with a heart is brought to you by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. Brendan King rejoins me, even though he doesn't know it. Welcome back, Brendan King. I know it. I know it. How many how many shutouts were there? Twenty one, Coach. Twenty one. Dude, you're making that up. Come on. I, <laughs> I've never made up a statistic in my history on this show. I would never do okay, that well, for no. for the that is, that is fair for the sanctity but, of this show. I would never do the listeners wrong like that. But, but yeah, twenty one. That's an astonishing number. I know. Seriously. Um, and it's and it's not weather-related, I don't believe. It's not, no. Un- unless it's raining somewhere I'm not aware of, which is possible. I mean... <laughs> it is. Well, we neither of us have a degree in meteorology, so... No. I also no, don't no. have a... I don't have a radar in front of me, but I, I think it was a dry night around the state. 22 shutouts. 21, yeah. 21 shutouts. And on the other end... We have uh, a couple of games where we're 70, 80 points combined. Yeah, I mean, how about 105 points combined in that Brebuff game? 55-50 right. over Northview. So, I mean, I think like we talked about earlier, there was this was a pretty unique sectional Friday in terms of uh, not the finals, but just there was not a whole lot of in-between, right? It felt like either it was kind of not a ball game or the ones that we – saw go down to the right. wire they were just instant classic right. there there was not a whole lot of mid-ground right so that that's a little unique to me well yeah i mean it's uh it's it's high school football yeah, i mean it, it's it's it, well i mean everybody's uh, you, you you're trying to win it's hard to win as we understand and i and i say this again uh for those of you who didn't win tonight I want to congratulate you on a great effort, great careers if, in fact, this is the last night. 
and I appreciate how hard it is. Mom and dad, I appreciate how hard that I really, truly understand. Um, uh, my, my daughter was not a football player. I think everyone understands that. But but to see the, in the careers come to an end, especially with the involvement and in, in, uh, engagement of family members, uh, it's just I, I understand. It's a hard, hard thing to deal with. And, and But I congratulate all of you. Uh, because not a lot of people can do it, and so, you know, tonight's a you know it's an exciting night. It's also a bittersweet night for for many of you, and that that's hard. You remember when you played your last game, Brendan King? You you understand that when you, well, last time you had that hockey store, well, you can still play, but football yeah. football's football's different. I and mean, you and you know you're a hockey player. Uh, and, and, and I understand, um, that it, everyone has, every sport has its own culture, but as a hockey player, there was an end, yeah. but then again, but there was an end, there but was. you have the luxury though of, of, uh, of, you know, getting some ice and get, calling your buddies and throwing on the pads and, and, and the skates and go play if you want to. You yeah. can't do that in football. No, in I mean, football, you can't. You know, I, you can go play tennis. You can go play golf. You can go play basketball, baseball, softball. What do you want to do? But football, football comes to an end and it's over. Uh, and that's hard. I mean, you're asking 17, 18 year old kids who bought into everything everybody wanted them to do, lifting weights at six in the morning, going to camp and doing all these things. And now it's over. That's hard. It is hard, and I wish I could resonate with that storyline, Coach. I simply can't because I was not a football player. But like you said, I have my hockey skates are in my trunk of my car. I could, I could go to a rink right. at, tomorrow and, and go skate. Uh, I don't know if I'm throwing on the pads. That would probably hurt after, but uh, right. I'm throwing on the skates for sure. But yeah, I mean, everybody around the state that you know plays their last game, I definitely cannot resonate. But you got to imagine those are conversations being had on the way home in the car right now between kids and a lot of parents. I know mine was a hundred years ago. Um, when you know what, when we come back, I'll, I'll tell you. It was, you know, I, I played three sports, and so I mean, it's it's a little different yeah. back back then and now. You don't people don't do that. Brendan King and I'll come back after this short break on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King. PHS, 1969. Oh, yeah. Right? So, uh, last high school football game is against Decatur Central. Uh, Decatur Central, this is a mid-state conference matchup. Uh, and we are playing Decatur Central, who is uh, on a run of three straight undefeated seasons. Quarterbacked by Mike Gillen, the current football coach at Mooresville. Hall of Fame coach. I've known Mike since we were in the seventh grade, competed against him since we were in the seventh grade. And mm. so last game, uh, and, you know, I, I'm – everyone knows um, I'm a basketball player. I, I'm actually – everybody in Plainfield, everybody knows I'm actually a baseball player. <laughs> I, I started at shortstop when I was a sophomore on a team that was really, really good. And so I am. Uh, I played football primarily because I played it all the way through school, and um, you know was convinced by the coaches, "Hey, you know, you started out with these guys, you need to finish." And so I did. But I was excited about that being my last game. We lost; they beat us forty-two to twenty-four. 
Gillen threw for three touchdowns and I threw for two. Hey. Uh, and I was never I was never happier to get to a football game. I was good. I wasn't. I, I had no injuries. I had, I had basketball practice at. I, excuse me. I had my SAT test the next morning at eight o'clock. I had basketball practice at one o'clock, and um, that was a busy weekend for me. Sheesh. Uh, when did you sleep? Yeah, you know what? I didn't sleep in high school. I didn't sleep in college because I played. I played three sports in high school and played two in college. So <laughs> I, I never. I never slept. Yeah. It didn't matter because you know what? Uh, and I've, I've been the luckiest guy in the in the world because I've done nothing but play ball or be around ball my entire life. That's all I've ever wanted to do. And here, here I am at, at seventy two, and I'm still. I'm staying up till midnight talking about ball. <laughs> so you know what? I'm good with it. I'm I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to continue to do it as long as I can. Um, but that's but I I know I know what that's like. I, even though uh, my career never ended in in sports. Um, when I taught an ethics class, sports ethics class at IEPUI, I spent you know a couple of uh, this is one of my big things was uh, ending careers and how traumatic and how difficult it is for people. They're all going to end. Your career's going to end at some point. So that's a, a tough night for people. All right, what's on tap for tomorrow? You're with us tomorrow night, right? With you tomorrow night. Again, Notre Dame and Purdue on by. So you get Rutgers IU at noon from Muncie, Ball State, and Central Michigan at 3.30. And then some more playoff baseball tomorrow night. I'm sure we'll talk a little Colts-Browns into Sunday. So a busy sports weekend. Ah, I love it when you do this show. I love it I'm when I'm on you're the show. Gonna, should I just swing by and take your parents out to lunch? While I'm in <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I booked my seat today. I'm going down second week in November, so I'm just missing you. All right. I'm just missing All you. All right. Brendan King, Elijah Robertson, great job. Thanks so much to our great stations around the state. Thanks to all of you. For 30 years, you've made the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.